Comics. Comics. Welcome to ORP, otherwise known as Omen Revelations Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Nunley. And I'm your co-host, uh, Steve Sellers. On ORP, we like to talk about geek stuff, pop culture, including movies and TV series, as well as comic books and comic characters. Uh, but that's not all, is it, Mike? No, it's not, Steve. We're also writers for Omen, Omen Comics and Revelation Comics. So we like to talk about both writing and our comics. So podcast and chill with us. Hello, and welcome to another edition of ORP's Campaign Special. In this episode, we like to in these episodes we like to spotlight a campaign from our latest coming uh, our, our latest comic coming to Kickstarter. And today we're going to be talking about the East Meets West martial arts fantasy comic with Kaiju elements called uh, Dragon Girl Albino Warrior Number One. We're going to talk about the comic and the campaign and the awards and the rewards we're offering, and even what we plan to do with the funds we raise. Sounds awesome. Now, uh, I fully admit that this is one I'm really excited for. Uh, I think what I really love about Dragon Girl Albino Warrior is that it's so different from the majority of what you usually write. I mean, the Omen Verses often uh, deals with really damaged, messed up, and flawed people who end up doing the right thing uh, kind of in spite of themselves. But you've called uh, Dragon Girl Albino Warrior the light and dark places more than once. So why don't you explain that and get into what sets this book apart from our previous Omenverse titles, Mike? Uh, sure, Steve. And, and let me say thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I will also say that you're right about Dragon Girl Albino Warrior being very different from what I normally write. And it took some boundary stretching on my uh, in my writing to do it, honestly. Uh, the Dragon Girl Albino Warrior series has Omen Comics' uniquely blended mythology and old gods, science, fantasy, and conspiracy, which, which all sounds very Omenverse. Uh, but that's all wrapped up in a story about coming together as a family and doing great things. And that twist alone makes it a little different. Um, but it is still firmly in the Omenverse. Dragon Girl Albino Warrior and its characters tie heavily into the far-reaching blended mythology of the Omenverse. But as to your point about why I call this series a light in dark places, as Galadriel would say, is that there's a big difference between Pai Long and Danny Finney and many of the other more darker, more broken characters in this universe. And that difference is that while they struggle like everyone, Pai and Danny are genuinely good people trying to make a difference. But more than that, family is a strong theme in Dragon Girl Albino Warrior as a series, as I mentioned. Uh, granted, family is not totally unfamiliar in Omen comics. Michael Nero and White Druid uh, have a family dynamic as well. But with Danny and her family uh, and Pai and his master Shifu, you see their wholesome nature and loving family dynamic right on their sleeves. With Pai Long and Shifu, you see that master-father student-son relationship. And you see it again with Danny and her mother Mary and her father James and how they interact with each other and respect one another. Uh, the Finney family believes that being together makes them stronger and, and th those bonds of family is what's going to get these characters through a very rocky road ahead of them. 
Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. And I would definitely say as far as White Druid and Michael Nero, um, their uh, family dynamic is a lot more complicated than what you're describing. But um, all in all, I like what you're going for here on a thematic level. And I feel there are real possibilities here. Um, the idea of family uh, set against martial arts and the moral philosophy of the martial arts uh, really shines through in this first issue. But the center of this book is the titular odd couple, uh, Danny Finney and Pai Long. So why don't we introduce them and tell our readers what they're all about? Oh, I'd love to. Issue one of Dragon Girl Albino Warrior follows two stories. The first is about a 24-year-old Chinese warrior monk named Pai Long. Pai Long is a child of prophecy who was raised in seclusion by Shifu at the Bai Long Temple, learning the way of the White Dragon Lord, propriety, integrity, justice, and honor, and mastering White Dragon Kung Fu. Shifu, a priest of the White Dragon, is Pai's master, but he is also very much Pai's father. Pai Long has four passions in life. He loves his master, Shifu's uh, Zen Buddhist teachings, Kung Fu, and while Shifu believes he will be misled by them, Pai also loves science and philosophy. When not meditating, practicing, or praying, Pai often spends his time studying physics and the greater philosophies of uh, the East and the West. But now, now, the prophecy that foretold his birth is calling him to America, specifically Kingdom City in Northern California. Hmm. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Warrior Monks, and I love to see that the Omenverse now has one of its own. Um, I, I know that we're both fans of the Kill Bill duology, and I really enjoy things like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know, the films by the great Bruce Lee, and the occasional Shaw Brothers film. And this this comic has all of those sort of type of things in there. Um, at the same time, um, I like that you're making Pai Long more than just a character who solves problems with fists of fury. You know, he puts real thought into questions of right and wrong, and how to solve problems without necessarily resorting to violence as the solution. We really don't have many of those. And I think Pai Long is going to be a great contrast to some of the more violent characters in our stable. Oh, Pai Long is definitely going to be a contrast between the other considerably more broken and consequently more brutal and violent characters that I tend to write. Uh, uh, <coughs> Patrick O'Leary. Uh, Pai is respectful even to those who are not respectful to him. He is kind, uh, giving, and, and, and as you mentioned, Steve, uh, quite pensive about right and wrong and how, how best to stay in the light. But when those things fail, Pai is a master of white dragon kung fu, and he will step up to defend someone as he is honored bound to do so. But he will attempt to reason with an opponent first and, and even bow in respect whether or not they deserve it after the fight is over. Uh, Pai, Pai looks at violence as an unfortunate necessity that should always be the last resort. Now, uh, uh, the very, mm -hmm. go ahead. No, I was going to say you're going to tell us about uh, Danny now. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, now, uh, the second story in Dragon Girl Albino Warrior number one is about a 16-year-old Irish girl named Danny Finney. Uh, Danny is from the wrong side of the tracks, a poor neighborhood in Kingdom City called Hooverville. As a side note, I got the name Hooverville from the shanty towns built during the Great Depression uh, by the homeless in the United States. They were named after Herbert Hoover, who was the president of the United States during the onset of the Depression and was widely blamed for it. Like those destitute shanty towns, Hooverville is run down and some of it even lies in ruins like New York in the 70s. But that little bit of trivia and background aside, let me get back to Danny Finney. Uh, Danny has a terminal case of muscular dystrophy that her loving and supportive parents, Mary and James, are desperate to find a cure for. She struggles to breathe and even talk and is confined to a wheelchair. But Danny does not allow this genetic disorder to define her. 
Danny is your average 16-year-old geeky high school girl. She loves her sci-fi TV show War Starfleet and comic books, especially Warrior Queen, who she often draws inspiration from. One of her favorite memories is staying up late with her friend Gretchen and watching old martial arts movies. Oh, very nice. Um, I like how much work you're do you've done in making Danny a sympathetic and believable teenage girl. Uh, she has a fully realized life beyond her condition or what she's able to do. Um, I'm hoping that she can be an inspiration for people who are dealing with those kinds of disabilities, whether it's muscular dystrophy or something else. So um, with all that said, uh, what were your main influences behind Dragon Girl Albino Warrior? I, I will get to that in just a second, but first I have to say thank you. I'm, I'm hoping that she will be an inspiration as well. That, that was actually a big part of my thought process when I was creating her. Um, but, but as to your question, uh, the story and its characters were inspired by three things primarily. Uh, the first was taking Shaolin Kung Fu in my late 20s uh, and learning the Zen Buddhist principles of the warrior monks who live in the Shaolin Monastery. The second thing is actually the Karate Kid trilogy, um, in particular, the relationship between Daniel and Miyagi and their pursuit of balance through martial arts. Uh, both the trilogy and the lessons taught me uh, the spiritual and philosophical side of martial arts and that there is a right and wrong way to teach it. I wanted to share that experience through an entertaining uh, fictional story and uh, with as much respect as possible to the Chinese culture and and people that the, and the people that inspired it. And and, and I hope I've, uh, you'll find that I've done that, uh, despite having to change certain things to fit into the Omenverse. Uh, lastly, I wanted to tell you a story about a poverty-stricken and socially awkward disabled girl who is just a geek at heart, uh, overcoming those obstacles, uh, getting superhero uh, superpowers and becoming a superhero. Uh, her character was in part inspired by Faith from Valiant Comics, uh, who is a big old geek. Uh, the other inspiration came uh, from the 2018 comic Metaphase from Alterna Comic about a kid with Down syndrome that became a superhero. I liked that idea. Granted, I went with muscular dystrophy, uh, but the inspiration was still there. Uh, so I wanted to have a disabled character that became a superhero too. Uh, lastly, the inspiration came from my own past. While I was not disabled as a teen, I was that poor Irish kid in the bad part of town, and I'm all but defined socially awkward. Uh, so that aspect of the story is close and personal for me as well. All of that to say, this first book and the ongoing series means a great deal to me, and, and I hope it will to readers as well. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, uh, now that you mention it, I mean, I do remember Metaphase, and uh, now that you bring it up, I mean, that's a pretty good example uh, to start from, I think. Now, um, I do think you have to be very careful when dealing with real-world medical conditions, because you want to be as accurate and respectful as possible. Uh, you also don't want to make it look too much like a stunt, which also requires nuance and very careful handling. But uh, from what I've read in the first issue, I don't think that's a problem. I mean, Danny's a regular girl with a life of her own first, but she just happens to have this problem she's trying to overcome, and that's cool. Um, we've talked on other pods um, as well about how Karate Kid and TMNT echoes a lot of your thinking with Dragon Girl. Uh, both yeah. of those series deal, deals with martial arts as a philosophy, and they're set against family struggles and trying to find a life balance. Um, they also deal with uh, when is the right time and the right way to use force, which is in the defense of oneself or others. But there's always uh, at the core this mixture of sensei-disciple and uh, parent-child relationship with both of those. And, and you see that in uh, Dragon Girl and Albino Warriors. So why don't we uh, get into uh, what backers can expect to see if they support the campaign? Hell yeah, I would love to. But 
But first, you nailed an important uh, point about the sensei disciple uh, parent child relationship. Not not only do I love that dynamic, that is honestly the kind of father I tried to be, uh, even going as far as teaching my daughter martial arts. Um, the aspect of this story uh, that that aspect of this story is close and personal to me as well. But but back to your point, um, I put a lot of time and effort in, into the rewards on this campaign, uh, both what's in the rewards uh, that we're offering uh, with the campaign, as well as how much I'm charging for them. I really went out of my way to, to make them super affordable. Uh, that's why backers can get a digital copy of the 44 page full color Dragon Girl Albino Warrior number one comic for only four dollars. Um, for $7, uh, backers can get their names listed as a producer in the credits of the comics. Also, uh, indie comics seem to be mad expensive on funding ca campaigns uh, from what I've seen. I mean, I've, I've heard of 32-page comics going for 15 25 bucks, And then, of course, there's shipping on top of that. that that's potentially $30 for a comic. Mm -hmm. I mean... I, I know that's I know that's certainly way out of my price range, and that's actually why I normally just back digitally. Uh, but for my own campaign, I wanted things to be much more affordable, uh, which is why backers can get a printed copy of Dragon Girl Albino Warrior uh, for just $9. I figure we're already raising the money to pay everyone for making the comic uh, uh, with the campaign. We don't need to factor that into the cost of the comic, uh, which I believe is one of the things that drives up comics' prices. Um, our price is based on printing costs with a little extra added to go towards making our next comic. Oh, right on. But that's not all you can get, is it, Mike? Oh, no, it's not. We're also offering a big old 3x5 uh, waterproof uh, Dragon Gorilla Bino Warrior sticker for $2. And that's 3x5 inches, folks. That's that's practically a postcard. <laughs> and and if art is your thing, we're, we're offering a printed poster of Dragon Girl Albino Warriors uh, cover art for just $5. Last but not least in the regular rewards is a digital copy of Omenverse Volume 1 and Volume 2. You might be asking what those are. Well, let me tell you. Dragon Girl Albino Warrior is actually the eighth comic in the Omen Comics universe, otherwise known as the Omenverse. Omenverse Volume 1, Seeds of Tetrad Omega, is 136 pages and contains Omen Number 1 and Number 2, White Druid to Michael Nero Number 1, and Gallowsman Number 1, our first four titles. Omenverse Volume 2, Roots of Tetrad Omega, which I believe will be 164 pages, uh, contains White Druid to Michael Nero Number 2, Gallowsman Number 2, Guardians of Elaine Number 1, and of course, Dragon Girl Albino Warrior Number 1. Again, we're shooting for super affordable. We don't we don't want someone to to want to back our comics or, or back our campaigns uh, uh, and and not be able to because the cost is too high for what they're getting. So both of those digital Omenverse trades are only ten dollars each, and that I mean. Uh, I, I invite you to look around at, at what uh, what digital comics cost and uh, see if you can find a 164-page uh, digital comic for $10. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> but you will get that here. Um, I, I can't attest to the quality of the stickers, by the way. Um, I have the one for Seder that is very similar. Um, I keep that one on my laptop, and it still holds up really well after a lot of use. Also, uh, those Omenverse collections are a really good deal for most of our content to date. I mean, Mike wrote many of those books, but you also get my stories on uh, White Druid and Michael Nero, as well as uh, Guardians of a Lamb. So you get a good cross-section of what the Omenverse is about in addition to Dragon Girl. Uh, it's a good way of getting caught up on everything Omenverse if you want to learn more about the world we've built. But wait, there's more. Why don't we get into the other books you can get, Mike? 
That sounds like an awesome idea. Although there is a couple things beyond just more digital comics, uh, but I'll get into that too. Um, I've talked to I've talked to several folks uh, in the UK and Australia recently um, about not being able to back a project because the shipping um, is often so high, and, and that leaves uh, just the digital stuff that they can normally pick up. Um, with that in mind, we've also added a bunch of digital add-on rewards uh, since we're only shipping physical goods within the U.S. Uh, number one on that list is a PDF uh, for, uh, of the script of Dragon Girl Abana Warrior, and you can get that for only $2 if you're interested in the creative process. Uh, plus, you know that $5 printed poster of the cover art I mentioned earlier? Uh, well, you can get a digital copy of that for just $3. Uh, but we do, as Steve mentioned, have more comics, too. Uh, we have three digital comics from our imprint label Revelation Comics, including the all-ages superhero comic called Blitz, created and written by my awesome co-host Steve, and a Nigerian war story by our artist Tosin Awasika called Insurrection Fox Operations that I scripted, and my new Viking horror comic, Seder Number 1. Uh, we're also offering a little taste of Wicked Publishing uh, by adding uh, $3 comics from there in from uh, indie comics creators uh, that are also publishing through Wicked Comics, including Jack Irons, The Steel Cowboy, number one, from Cody Fernandez of Ironverse Comics, uh, Wrath, number one, from Scott Kish, and Barrels from Michael Watson, uh, one of the co-founders of Wicked Publishing. All of which you can get for $2 each instead of $3 if you back us on the Omanot level award. Oh, that, that does sounds amazing. I mean, this is not only everything that Mike and I have done for Omenverse and for Revelation, which is already a lot of comics. This is a good cross-section of the Wicked Hush Publishing Library. Um, also, even though we weren't involved in those titles, uh, we can absolutely recommend Jack Irons, Wrath and Barrels. Uh, we've read them all. Uh, we can endorse each of them. Um, we've even talked to the creators of all of those titles on uh, ORP's Creator Spotlight episodes. So if you want to know what those books are about before backing us, if you want to check, Go listen to those episodes and decide for yourselves. I mean, it's definitely worth it at that price. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are some great interviews, too. Um, let's talk a little bit about where exactly the funds uh, we'll be getting are going. Um, it took the work of a team of creators to create and produce Dragon Girl Albino Warrior number one. Uh, but I've absorbed several hundred on my own, uh, paying uh, Guido Martinez for the lettering of the comic, uh, Amy Fusco, who animated the Kickstarter video and uh, using Tosin Awasika's art, and last but not least, uh, Supreme Graphics for making the PDFs and designing the logo and the cover, uh, because I'm passionate about this. Um, any funds raised beyond our main goal and not required for additional printing costs like our foil variant cover stretch goal, uh, production or fulfillment will go towards reimbursing myself for these costs so that I have funds to spend on making our next comic. For that reason, the main focus of this campaign is paying our co-creator and artist, Tosin Awasika, who has already put so much hard work into drawing and coloring Dragon Girl Albino War number one, and he's getting $2,060. The next big chunk of funds we raise, $545, will cover the printing costs of our 44-page comic at Comics Wellspring uh, for the 150 comics we're printing for the campaign. Uh, we actually placed one of their ads on the campaign itself and another on 
on the back of Dragon Girl Albino Warrior number one uh, to cut printing costs significantly, which is why we're only charging $9 for the 44-page comic in this campaign. Uh, then I added 2.5% of our gross uh, onto that uh, that goes to Wicked Publishing for handling the fulfillment of the ca campaign. And last but not least, another 5% of the gross was added on top of that for what Kickstarter is taking. My funding goal of $2,804 is exactly what I need to accomplish all that. Cool. Uh, everyone who's contributed to this book has done excellent work. Uh, I've, I've seen Tozen's pages, and they are well worth the acting price. Uh, I always say that Tozen gets better on every issue he does, uh, but I'm not just saying that to hype the book. I mean, he's definitely outdone himself here, too, and I feel like his visual storytelling has gotten more refined when I see these pages on Dragon Girl. Uh, Guido always makes Tozen's work look better, and he's a consummate professional in every project he's done, whether it's with us or for somebody else. And I'll be honest, I've really loved everything that Amy has done for us ever since she started doing animations of our titles. I mean, she finds a way to take what Tozen has done and make it look even more dynamic than it already was, and that is saying something. Um, everyone has earned their money and then some on this book, and I hope that we can make the money back on this campaign because their work really deserves it. Amen to that. And well said, uh, we are lucky to work with a really great team of creators and they are worth every penny and more. You know, I get a lot of requests to come on and write for us or draw for us. And honestly, I, I, I have to reject them uh, because I, I could not be more happy uh, with the team I'm working with. Uh, but to switch gears here for, for just a bit, I, I feel like I should also mention shipping costs here. Um, I personally want to charge backers as little as possible for shipping as they're already being so generous in their purchase as it is. Um, for that reason, we're, we're not trying to make any more money off of them with the shipping. I've personally seen shipping as high as $8, and, and that's a big red flag for a lot of folks, me included. Uh, media mail is based on weight and size, not U.S. destination. Uh, you know, we thank you for your support. We'll only be charging $5 for media mail uh, shipping uh, for all uh, physical rewards as, as they will not exceed that cost. Awesome. Uh, it is true that shipping isn't getting any cheaper these days. Anything we can do to make it easier is cool by me, but uh, there's even more than that. Am I right? There definitely is. Uh, we have some backer goals, uh, meaning they're given based on the number of backers we reach and a stretch goal, which I think you're all familiar with. As backer goals, we are offering five free digital uh, indie comics bundles to all backers, uh, plus a variant foil cover addition to all physical backers as a stretch goal. Uh, the first digital indie comics bundle containing Warbound number one by Guido Martinez uh, from Evolution Publishing, Home Free number one from Coffee Time Comics, Comics, and three preview comics uh, by Alex Daw from Energy Comics called Zener, the Master of the Mind, uh, number zero, Empress, Mother Nature's Handmaiden, number zero, and Toon Man, number zero, will be released when we reach 25 backers. The second digital indie comics bundle containing Cosmos, number one, by Tony Cottrell from Advent Comics, and Night, number one, by Guido Martin Martinez from Evolution Publishing, will be released at 35 backers. The third digital indie comics bundle includes Includes Lost Between Worlds number one, hour zero by Edwin DeCastro, and Captain Orange number three, Captain Orange and the Swamp Creatures of Laturus part one by Amy Fusco, and that will be released at 45 backers. Our fourth uh, digital indie comics bundle includes Decay number one by Anthony Stokes and Diary of Night by Will Allred, as well as the updated lettering uh, version of Amy Fusco's Captain uh, Orange number one, The Malarkey Matrimony, which we're getting exclusive early access to and that will be released at uh, 55 backers um, 
The fifth digital indie comics bundle includes Rays Number One by Rays Comics, uh, Crossover Division Number One by The Midnight Hour, and Alpha Dogs by John Dexter. And that will be released at 65 backers. I mentioned the foil variant cover uh that we're offering offering um that'll come out at uh when we reach uh the stretch goal of three thousand three hundred and forty nine dollars and all physical backers will will get that foil edition of dragon girl level vinyl warrior number one very very nice um there are a lot of really good titles in here by some great creators and they run across many different genres so no matter what your tastes are you should find something you like in a list like this uh, we've reviewed, done reviews of some of these titles and creator spotlight episodes on others. So uh, check those out if you want to know what those books are about, if you're interested. Um, while we haven't covered absolutely everything on this list, uh, we have talked about a large chunk of it. But I can say with uh, some assurance that you'll be getting quality comics from really talented people. For sure. Uh, indie comics are hot right now, and you'll get a taste of stuff from across the indie comics community. But for now, I think it's time to get into the nuts and bolts. Uh, you know, a lot of folks don't include what their fulfillment plan is with their Kickstarters, uh, at least not from what I've seen. It leaves me with the impression that there has not been a lot of thought put into their actual plan. Uh, as a backer, that honestly makes me uncomfortable. I'd, I'd hate to think that fulfillment was an afterthought, you know? Uh, I, I don't I don't say that to bash on people. I, I really don't mean it that way. Uh, what I do mean is that I know what it's like to back campaigns and the headaches that can go along with a campaign that didn't think things through. For that reason, I want to be sure that backers know uh, what to expect with full transparency. For sure. Uh, you're a very detail-oriented person, and I know you like to map things out to the last decimal. Doubly so when we're asking for other people's money, and understandably so. So why don't we get into those details now? All of the artwork, coloring, and lettering for Dragon Girl Albino Warrior is done. Even the 3x5 waterproof Dragon Girl Albino Warrior stickers are already printed. They're sitting on my shelf right now. The CMYK PDFs I will need for printing and the RGB PDFs for your digital copies will only require getting the funds from Kickstarter so that we can get the names for all the producers to put in the credits. After the funds are collected from Kickstarter and the producers' names are added, the PDFs themselves will take a week at most to create, according to our graphic designer, Supreme Graphics. I am allocating three weeks uh, to collect the funds from Kickstarter because I have heard from other creators that there have been delays receiving their funds from Kickstarter. Combine that three weeks with the one week to make the PDF, and we're looking at about four weeks for all of that. And that mostly depends on when we get the funds from Kickstarter. So once I have the RGB PDF, I will personally send out all of the digital copies of Dragon Girl Albino Warrior Number 1, your other digital purchases, and any other backer goals uh, to our giving and awesome digital backers. As for our amazing and generous physical backers, the CMYK printable PDF will go out to our publisher and fulfillment partner, Wicked Publishing, that same day sent by yours truly. Wicked Publishing will in turn pass it off to Comics Wellspring. Then it should take no more than two months to get the proofs from uh, Comics Wellspring, uh, get the books, the books and posters printed, and then shipped out via U USPS by Wicked Publishing. That's three months I have accounted for to accomplish all of that. But just in case... I have extended delivery times on physical goods by an additional three months to account for any possible delays with printing and shipping. I would rather say it was going to take six months and deliver early uh, than to even come close to breaking my word. My word is something that I cherish, and I want it to mean something to our backers, too. Uh, as far as shipping out rewards, Wicked Publishing has a good reputation with fulfillment, as they have done this many times before. 
Right. We always want you to trust that you're going to get the, the comic that you back from us. Uh, but uh, there's one other way we want to assure you that you'll get your comics. And I admit I really love this last bit because this is something that not many campaigns will do. Uh, care to explain what they're getting, Mike? Oh, yeah. And for the record, I'm pretty excited about this part, too. <laughs> so last but not least, let's talk about Omen Comics Digital Guarantee. As we did with our imprint label, Revelation Comics Seder Number 1 campaign, we're offering Omen Comics Digital Guarantee for Dragon Girl Albino Warrior as well. That means that even if this campaign is unsuccessful, if you backed us, we still we will still send you a digital copy of Dragon Girl Albino Warrior Number 1 to the email that you provided for free. We will send out an update towards the end of the campaign with a request for you to send the email address you want uh, us to send your digital guaranteed copy to and your backer name uh, to the email address that we provide. You will need to respond to this request to get your digital comic, but that's right. If you back this campaign, you will get a digital copy of Dragon Girl Albino Warrior number one, no matter what. You're wondering why we would take this risk and uh, offer a free comic anyway. Well, there, there's actually a couple of reasons for this. Um, we're desperately hope to be fully funded. So our costs are covered and we're able to make this comic without going into debt. Uh, but we're also making Dragon Girl Albino Warrior no matter what. Uh, we have not had a successful campaign yet and we have a lot more comics to make. In short, we're banking on this good faith gesture, inspiring you to back this campaign and our next campaign too. In other words, Omen Comics wants you to have faith in our word and what we're doing. You will receive your guaranteed digital copy of Dragon Girl Albino Warrior number one within 10 days of the campaign ending unsuccessfully. In fact, that particular PDF is already made and in my possession. Yep. Um, I really love the digital guarantee because it means no matter what happens, you're getting something for your trouble and your money. Uh, we want to make sure that the investment is worthwhile, that you can trust in what you're getting from us. So if you back us, you will get the book no matter what happens. You really can't lose this deal. You really can't. Great prices and rewards. And even if it fails, you still get a comic. Uh, but that about wraps up our Dragon Girl Albino Warrior campaign special. I hope that you are, are all as excited as we are about getting this book uh, into your mailboxes and out into the world. You'll find the link to the campaign in the description below. And thanks in advance for your shares of this episode and of the campaign. And thanks a million if you decided to back us. I hope you've had fun hanging out with us today on ORP. I know that Steve and I have had fun making this episode. If you've had fun too, we invite you to share this episode and help us get the word out. For our Spotify listeners, we ask you to please rate our show as well. That can really help to grow our audience. But to all our listeners everywhere, we want to say thank you for listening and we'll see you in two weeks.